0: Hello everybody, and welcome back to vesselpros dot com movies and a television podcast as always, I'm dead. gentlemen today we have caveman Aloha still no third chair yet, but we're i'm I'm working on it but yeah we're talking about movies and shit, I guess
1: and television There's some television that we might have watched,
0: yeah, actually, I only watch television. I haven't watched any well, movies
1: in a while, actually. I'll be the one commenting about the movies.
0: Okay, well then I guess we'll start with the less important thing, TV. So, watch two things. Uh, one of them I watched an entire season of, the other one I only watched the first episode, but I'm definitely going to be going back for more for that one. Which, one. which one do you want to hear about first?
1: Uh, let's hear about the uh, one you're going back for.
0: All right, The Sinner. So this I is, haven't
1: committed any sins recently. What are you talking about?
0: Alright, so this is a new limited run series based on a book. It is starring uh, Bill Pullman?
1: I was hoping you were gonna say
0: Cypher. Oh. Bill Pullman's the Independence Day Not Dead one, right? I don't know. I don't I don't watch
1: I haven't watched Independence Day and I never know actors by names.
0: God, even even one of them is fucking dead. I still can't keep, I can't, still can't fucking keep track of who they are. Let me just fucking double check. Yes, okay, it is. It's Bill Pullman. Yeah, it is. Uh, Bill Pullman and Jessica Biel, and it is interesting. So, this, Jessica Biel, Jessica Biel, is playing a housewife. Uh, she, hel- she kind of helps out with her husband's like, a um, moving company or whatever, or installation company or some bullshit. Uh, they have a kid. Things are going relatively well. Uh, her husband is a bit too much of a mama's boy. And is a bit too reliant on the mom for some stuff. Like, whenever they go to work, the, the mom looks after the kid and they always have dinner there. And she's like, yeah, I know, I, fuck- I know, like, your mom's fucking great and everything. But I just kind of want, like, a night to us-, to us, to ourselves and not have your fucking mom there. Which is a bit hard because they live next door to his mom.
1: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that would yeah. drive me insane. Yeah, of course, so... my mother in is the devil, but... <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. She's actually being wonderful. I doubt she'll hear this, but in case you do, I am just making jokes, you know, the standard mother-in-law jokes. Just ignore it.
0: Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, they have a relatively... They, have, they, have, they seem to be having, like, a very... They have a very standard uh, married life. Like, things aren't great, but they could be a lot worse. And so one day they decide to go to the beach. Just kind of like the three of them head out to the beach, hanging out, doing whatever. Um, Then the group of, like, youngins in front of them uh, start playing music. And so Jessica Biel takes a knife that she was using to cut apples for her kid and stabs a dude nine times. Okay. Well, that escalated slowly. Yep. The cops are called. She confesses, gets fucking, you know, arrested and whatever. And when they start asking her why she did it. She couldn't tell them.
1: Hmm. And I think I've seen some something from this, like a commercial or a trailer or something.
0: Yeah. And so as things progress, uh, Bill Pullman, as the detective investigating, is... Very hung up on the why, like everything is like this case is very neatly wrapped up. Like she's not fucking saying like, oh, yeah, the fucking devil took over me or whatever or some other bullshit. She just says, no, I killed this person. I'm going to plead guilty. What's going to happen to me and my family? But honestly, that would have
1: me hung up on the why because. Murderers usually give some bullshit reason why they committed the murder, even if they are confessing. Yeah like they'll be like the devil made me do it or something.
0: Yeah, and so as the first episode progresses, um we see that uh Jessica Biel is not exactly in the best mental state. Uh after she gets a, uh, you know, fully charged and arrested and stuff and put in jail. Uh she she's in her jail cell and she's still hearing the music that the couple that like that the, the, that the guy she stabbed was playing. She's still hearing that music fucking blaring in her cell and is like screaming and trying to get the fucking guard to give her her sleeping pill so she can fucking sleep.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, and when we get to the end of the episode, uh, Pullman is went to go talk to uh, the girlfriend of the, of, the guy, of the guy who got stabbed. But she is currently, I believe, in like she, she went through some trauma or whatever and is in the hospital. And so one of the guys who was, like, the, the, one of the people who's there, like, kind of keeping an eye on her is another buddy, uh, one half of the other couple that was there. And so when – and so when he, like, asked, her, like, hey, what – hey, like – so her husband ran fucking, like, 20 feet, grabbed her and fucking tackled her to the ground. Meanwhile, you, four feet away, did nothing as your buddy was being stabbed. What's the deal? And he says that from where he was sitting – after the first stab went in, the guy who got stabbed looked, saw it was Jessica Biel, and then just let himself be murdered. What the hell? Yeah, there has been This has me
1: really interested.
0: Yeah, as far as as far as like anybody can tell, there was no prior connection between these two, no real relationship, just one day, it's like for this one fucking moment, she went crazy, stabbed this guy. Oh, also was talking to his girlfriend saying, "It's okay, you're safe now." And then just fucking snapped out of it and won't tell anybody why she did it. Is this like just
1: on a network or is this on like a streaming service?
0: I believe it is a network show. Dang it. Let me just double check that. I want to watch this. (sighs) Yeah, it's a USA Network series. Damn it! Wait, USA put out something interesting? Dude, they put out Mr. Robot. Like with this and I'm Mr. Robot. Like with this and Mr. Robot, USA is kind of getting into like the they're getting into the like prestige television era now.
1: That is shocking. It really it's is. USA.
0: Yeah, what's also cool about this is that this is a close ended series. It is 8 episodes and that's it. They huh. they they're essentially releasing a mini-series. <laughs> I really want to see
1: this. <laughs> I might have to go visit my mother.
0: Yeah, it is. It is really interesting.
1: Oh, shit. for those of you who are curious, my mother has USA. So I'd be—I go- wouldn't be going to visit her to torture my wife. I'd be going to visit her to watch.
0: I just noticed this too, but Jessica Biel was also a, was also one of the executive producers of the series. So well, she go girl. Kind of wanted this to happen, I guess. So yeah, The Sinner, it is, uh, six episodes have been released for it so far, uh, there are, I guess, two left, well, actually, at the time of recording, uh, the seventh episode is being aired tonight, with part eight being aired next week. It is really interesting, it, going into it, I saw a lot of the reviews saying that it was, like, um, it was, like, very reliably unpredictable. And when I saw it, I was like, ah, oh, fucking whatever, you fucking dirtbags. Just gonna say the, say the same fucking bullshit, and even though it's the fucking shit we've seen a million times. And I was, very, I was very glad to be proved wrong. At least in the first episode.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go visit my mother.
0: Oh, also... I'm gonna find
1: out a day when they're, like, running all the episodes and just watch it like that.
0: Yeah, also, uh, Bill Pullman is... I think, like, estranged from his wife or something, and is in a... And is like obsessed with an overweight dominatrix hooker, to the point where he like visits her house late at night in order to have her. That step is in his
1: unsurprising hand. to me. That is unsurprising to me. Yeah, I am. I am unfazed by that information. Of all of the things that could you could have said, an overweight dominatrix hooker. Come on, everyone has one of those.
0: Right? Are you sure you want your wife? Are you sure you want your wife slash mother in law to hear that? <laughs>
1: Well, my wife's at work, and I know my mother-in-law would never listen to
0: these. (laughs) Okay, then. Anywho, the other thing I watched, which is less good, American Horror Story Asylum. They're still making those? They just started releasing Season 7, Cult, which is about Donald Trump. Uh... Yeah, so Asylum is the second season of American Horror Story. I tried on three separate occasions to watch season one, Murder House, and gave up. I know, like, the first, like, couple of seasons were pretty solid, but... I... Uh... I will tell you my biggest problem with it. And it is the fact that it fails in every conceivable way of being a horror story. Because it is goddamn hilarious.
1: Mm, I was actually a friend asked me, "Can a horror movie still be considered good if it makes you laugh?" And I just cited a review. It's like, if I'm laughing during your scary scenes, you have failed.
0: Yeah, like there's a there's a musical number in this. Oh lord. Yeah, Jessica Lange, uh after having been driven crazy. <laughs> Goes into the fucking common area of her insane asylum and puts on the jukebox, the name game, and starts singing that as she all of a sudden puts on her fucking, like, best performing outfit as every other fucking patient forms forms a chorus line behind her. Oh, God. And, like, the series is set in the 1960s, and there's this one, and, like, our fucking main character, when this begins happening, he does, like, some fucking weird, like, greaser 1950s shit, where just, like he gets, like, the song just fu- starts fucking going, and then he just, like, from leaning on the wall and against his shoulder, he goes fucking pelvis-first out, just fucking, like, shimmying his head back and forth and snapping his fingers along to the beat of the song. And I'm like, this is a horror series, right? It's supposed to scare the shit out of me, right? And what's even worse is, even the horror shit doesn't really work. Oh. Because because like again, I don't I don't find any of this scary. Especially when I'm supposed to be scared at seven different things happening at the same time. Because there are like four different horror movie plot threads happening in this fucking series.
1: Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, so, I I I only watched every other episode every once in a while when, again, my mother
0: was watching it, but I want good horror. Yeah, so do I, but it looks like all we have is fucking Channel Zero and maybe that new Amazon lore series.
1: Well, we could always go back and rewatch this. uh, We could finish watching the Scream TV series.
0: No, I want to do that. No, we need to do that. No. But we don't come on, caveman. It's gonna get rebooted soon. We need to fucking we need to stick a Maybe. claim saying we were there, goddammit. Maybe I'll think about it. It's on Netflix. I will think about it. So, anyway, yeah, so there are like, like I said, like four or five different fucking story threads spread out across two time periods. And by that, I mean there is one set in present day, and the rest are in 1964. So, in 1964, there was a serial killer called Bloody Face for some reason.
1: Bloody Face?
0: What, no, what's even worse God, is No, that's
1: like me trying to name a superhero.
0: So, his M.O. for killing people was to find a woman, uh, cut off her head, and to skin her. while wearing a mask made out of their skin. Okay. The the the, the face itself made of their skin it was particularly bloody, so I have no fucking idea why they called him Bloody Face. Especially why they called him Bloody Face in the 1960s. They had the fucking Black Dahlia and the fucking Son of Sam or some shit back then. I don't even fucking know what Son of Sam happened, but they had good people to name serial killers interestingly back then. Who the fuck got, like, how how fucking far down the rung did this fucking shitbag story fall that it ended up with a guy calling him Bloody Face?
1: Well, if it happened at the same time as the Black Dahlia, they probably were like, it's no Black Dahlia. So. Yeah,
0: it's no Black Dahlia, but fucking newsmen back then, they had some fucking panache behind them. So they were able to come up with fucking really interesting fucking serial killer names. Bloody Face. Again would be like would be like a fucking like that that, that would be like a local affiliate trying to na- trying to give a serial killer name to a guy who's been involved in three hit and runs. It's not actual run over se- man. Yeah, it's like not an actual serial killer, just some jackass who's like the fucking son of a senator or something in like the fucking local town that gets really drunk all the time, runs people over and runs people over by accident cuz he's so fucking drunk and then just runs away.
1: Ugh. The flattener strikes
0: again. Exactly. So yeah, that's happening. Um, meanwhile, our main character Kit—he uh, from Knight Rider. Yeah, he is. He's working at the gas station, and he has a black wife in the 1960s. Oh, Lord. And a bunch of it's his buddies, bad when
1: the CW portrays racism better.
0: And a bunch of his buddies are racists.
1: Saw that one coming.
0: Yeah, so they come to his work to try to, try to borrow a gun to go fucking flash it in the face of a black dude who talked to a white lady. Yeah,
1: no, that's actually believable.
0: Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, he has been keeping his relationship with his wife a secret because 1960s. And then one night... He hears people outside and think, oh, it's the, oh, it's my fucking asshole friends. I'm going to go out there with a shotgun and shoot them. Then his wife gets abducted by aliens. Okay, I'm done. And he gets abducted by aliens. He is I then a- said I'm done. He is then arrested by the cops for being bloody face. And gets taken to the asylum. Where there is a Doctor, who is a Nazi in hiding, performing horrible experiments on people, turning them into weird fucking elephant men cannibals. Uh, the head matron of the place, the, the head fucking sister played by Jessica Lange, is trying to fuck the priest who runs it. There's then an exorcism that gets performed, which then has a demon fly into the body of one of the nuns in training working under the head sister. And, yeah, it, and then in the fucking future, we have, we have this other fucking storyline where a guy played by Adam Levine of Maroon 5 gets his arm fucking ripped off, then gets stabbed by Bloody Face. Uh, his, that guy's wife runs away and gets shot by other Bloody Faces, who are then murdered by the real Bloody Face, who calls the cops saying, I'm the son of Bloody Face. My God, it's like the
1: Scream TV series all over again.
0: It's it's bad. It is bad. Like the only thing kind of interesting is like it is like it's shot well and like the effects are actually pretty all right. Like the, like we do get to see one of the aliens like up close and personal, and he looks pretty damn good for like the TV, for like a TV budget, for like a TV show. He actually looks like a solid. He looks like a he looks like a solid practical alien. Okay, I approve. But you know, hey, kudos. But why aliens? Why are there aliens in your fucking asylum horror series? Because aliens. But if you want to do, an, if you want to do like a fucking sci-fi thing, like it. It is, it is fucking horror whiplash to go from, like, fucking sci-fi horror to religious horror. Because, because like, like, halfway, like, near, like, in the last, like, third of the series, another, like, American Horror Story mainstay shows up as the fucking actual literal angel of death. Oh, no. And when the fucking devil shows up, sees her, is like, oh, hi, fucking cousin. And like Fuck. Jessica Lang, her like character, has some fucking history with the Angel of Death. Like it's never it's never it is never mentioned before, it is never hinted at before, it's never really brought up before. It's just one episode, the Angel of Death shows up. Cause apparently you can just fucking call her. Hey Cos, can you show up? I need some help here. No, the no the demon didn't summon her. One of the fucking patients did. He like cut his wrists open on one of those fucking like weird, like like one of those like luncheon meat slicers How did he even do that? I don't know, but he did that uh then wrote in blood the fucking ancient arabic name for this fucking angel of death to come and t- to come and claim his soul. Okay. Because fuck it. Why the fuck not? We got a fucking actual literal ancient fucking Mesopotamian demon or some bullshit. Ugh. This is just bad. This is just bad form. Like fuck, Scream Queens was better horror than this shit. Ouch. (laughs) Oh, God. Like, only really thing I can give it, like, in terms of praise is, like, the acting's all right. Like, American Horror Story has, surprisingly, managed to cultivate a relatively, like, decent stable of actors. At least there's that. Because, like, like, while all the, um, like, while all of the, uh, like... Like the, while the while the while like the story and point of the series and the character of the series change season to season, you can still you can still count on like like these like five or six actors to show up in every series. Which like I I guess I got to give props for that. Like like that's got to be one of the more fulfilling TV shows to work on as an actor because it is a series that is potentially endless and also gives you the opportunity to play different characters every season in different roles.
1: Yeah, but it's also got to be a bit tedious. I mean, you finally get into a character; it's murdered off that like literally the next episode, and then a couple of months later, you're getting a new character to get used to.
0: Nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really. I wouldn't say that. Like it. Like it is. This seems like it's more like a. This seems kind of like it's like moving from like film to film kind of thing. But like, but like, like you know, moving from real to the film, which is what kind of you know what actors do and shit. But it is all focusing on like the same. you're work with the same crew, like the same like four or five again people who just keep showing up every fucking season. It seems. It seems like it. It seems like a really good fucking thing. Like, it looks like a good. Uh, this seems like the kind of thing that an actor would really would really like latch onto. I suppose. Again, I'm not an actor, so I wouldn't fucking know.: I'm available for voice work if anybody wants to hire.: so That I'm, that I can fucking do. Maybe I don't know. Huh, but yeah. So that's what I got..
1: Hey, right. hey man. First thing I want to talk about is a short. And I'm counting this because it is available on Netflix and it is possibly the trippiest thing I've sat down and watched the whole way through and enjoyed because I don't enjoy being confused. And this was trippy world of tomorrow. Okay. Starts with this. It, it, it's really bad animation. Like, it's all stick figures and, like, abstract art and shit. It's really bad animation. But it's the story that I stuck around for, not the animation. But you've got this little stick figure, like, three-year-old girl. Oh, right, this thing.
0: Oh, you've seen it? Uh, No, I know the guy who made it, Don Hertzfeld. But
1: this little three-year-old walks up to a console, smashes it, breaks it, and then somehow it it's immediately starts fixing itself and working again. And her clone baby future self starts telling her about the future, and it's just this really dark, depressing view of the future. And then at the very end, it's like, I wanted one of your memories because I am going to die and would like to remember one pleasant point from my life. And I'm just sitting there like, holy fuck, that's what this was all leading up to. And it is just this weird, weird view of the future of cloning. Uh, It's an interesting view into the human
0: mind. I fucking love it. Yeah, that's some Don Hertzfeld shit. Have you ever seen Rejected? I have not. So rejected is a YouTube video that was released like years and years ago. It's a like it's a very big viral hit from like early on in YouTube. And it was all done by this guy and it is kind of along like similar lines to kind of what you like about this. It is it is essentially uh Don Hertzfeld. He was contracted by a bunch of different like TV organizations and brands and stuff. And and like he just and, like they contracted him to make a fucking commercials and stuff and these are all rejected. And so, huh. and so, like, one of them was like, hey, the Family Learning Channel, it's just, like, a guy standing there with, a, with like, a giant spoon and a bowl of cereal. He's like, my spoon is too big.
1: I've seen that. I've seen that. And then I've like, seen
0: that. And part. then it's like,
1: my anus
0: is bleeding. And, like, a cloud just, like, starts having a period out of their butthole while everybody else is just cheering going fucking insane about it. And then eventually every single one of his cartoons and like the rejected things begin to collapse in on themselves, creating this weird, like horrible, like just insane horror shit with like stick figures and paper that is like something out of like a something out of like a genuine psychological horror fucking series. Hmm. It is amazing. If you haven't got a chance that to check out Rejected, go watch Rejected. It's on YouTube.
1: And uh watch World of Tomorrow. I highly recommend it.
0: Alrighty. Yeah, it's uh Rejected is like similar animation to that. But it doesn't have um, like doesn't have a lot of really, really interesting background stuff. All the backgrounds are just white paper.
1: Yeah, they've got it. It plays with the backgrounds a little bit, which is nice because it would be very boring otherwise. The backgrounds, I mean. Oh. Uh-huh. But I, I literally found myself distract. I found myself distracted from the short buy the short only to come back to paying full attention to the short and being like, wait, did they just talk about watching someone grow old and die for fun? (laughs) What the hell? Seriously, watch this. It is good. It is good. It is a lot of, it's really interesting. And if you like this guy's work, you're going to like it.
0: Okay. And also just, uh, if you're hearing some fucking like background chat or whatever, that's my roommates. They're having a fucking match the gathering group with like seven of them.
1: Oh, great game.
0: Yeah, I think hey. yeah, I think they like they had they had like a fucking like free for all commander a little while ago. Now I think they're doing free for all sixty. Oh lord, that's awesome! Yeah, I was in there with a really good deck that was all about fucking um, like one one of my one of my roommates. He let me use one of his commander decks using a Traxa who who uh, who was fucking flying first like like flying vigilance, Lifelink, and death touch as the commander. And at the end of my end phase, I proliferate any tokens I have. Oh nice. I mean, not tokens, counters. I proliferate like, counters. And that deck was all about oh. fucking building counters. Like I fucking bring one guy out in the field and he and he like gets a counter for every fucking other creature on everybody's battlefield. Then another guy, I pay two, tap him, double all the counters on that guy, so I had so fucking turn five, I had a ten ten out.
1: Yeah, I've n I I got up. We shouldn't be talking about this. This isn't movies or TV. <laughs>
0: Hey, given given how fucking bankrupt Hollywood is, it will not surprise me if at any point in the future we read news saying the Magic the Gathering movie has been greenlit at fucking Warner Brothers. It's gonna be Continuing set to be set during our <laughs> devastation or fucking whatever.
1: So I watched a short and then I watched uh one episode of a series that I'm still waiting on the rest of. Uh so DuckTales. Woo! I finally got to watch it and oh my god, it is DuckTales. Woo-hoo. It's a it is a beautiful reimagining of the original series. All of the characters are given a vastly larger amount of depth. The jokes almost all of them hit like right on point for me. Um I love it. It's, it's really I can't good. wait for I can't wait for uh The next time, as a matter of fact, me and a friend who actually has an account so that he can access these shows, me and a friend have reinitiated our meetup once a week to hang out just so that we can watch like DuckTales and Justice League (laughs) action.
0: (laughs) Ten days.
1: I know. I'm waiting. I'm excited. Oh, it's going to be so good.
0: that uh, That is insane. It is insane how fucking good that first episode is. I just hope they can keep it up. Yeah, I, I think they'll be able to do it. Like they have, a, they have a solid, stable of people there doing shit.
1: But l- I'm gonna say this: if you like classic Disney, if you like witty humor, if you enjoyed um, Steven Universe and um, Gravity Falls, then DuckTales is gonna hit the right points for you. Uh-huh. It's a very good modern update. It's got a. It's got a great cast of characters um i don't know why scrooge employs launchpad at all
0: and maybe like oda's mom or something
1: oh oh what if oh my brain what if launchpad is scrooge's bastard child
0: yeah that yeah that 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 that. given given the plot set up in the first episode it would not surprise me. Also, apparently. Next. So, apparently, oh. actually, just before moving on, I just read this. Um, Lynn Manuel Miranda, you know, the Hamilton guy, he's apparently been announced as the voice of Gizmo Duck. Yes! <laughs> so, Gizmo Can Duck is going to be showing Gizmo up?
1: Gizmo Oh, that is going to be great!
0: <laughs> yeah, so. Watch DuckTales, motherfuckers. The new DuckTales is great. It is fantastic.
1: The next thing that I watched was um, Sliders. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Pretty sure I've talked about this before. but I've talked about this before. I'm further along in the series. And really, the only thing that I wanted to say about it is I can understand why this has become a cult classic.
0: Yeah, it is a really solid, like, is a really solid and really easy to produce sci-fi series.
1: A lot of fun. What I watched of it was a lot of fun. I thoroughly enjoy every i every episode, <laughs> especially like the intros and outros where they're in another dimension, and I like I want to see that dimension too.
0: Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how far along are How far along are you in it? Uh, I'm still in season one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, have you gotten to the episode where they haven't created the nuke yet? No, I have not. Ooh. Oh, Oh, that one's so good. That one is so
1: fucking good. I'm writing tonight, so I'll get back to watching it. Don't you worry.
0: Oh, man. I fucking love that episode. Just like that was. That is one of the most interesting, like, moral sci fi things I've seen, I think, maybe ever. Uh, Sliders is really good. Just it is also yeah. really a '90s series.
1: Yes, it is. Just yes, like, just like this, it like is.
0: Some aspects of it have not dated well, but a
1: lot of aspects have not aged well.
0: Yeah, but like it, one episode, one episode actually is bizarrely relevant now. Is the episode where what they go that? to the, like? Is the episode where they go to like the? Uh, Swapped gender politics world. You have
1: cocked my eyebrow, sir.
0: Yeah, so one of the worlds they go to is a world where, where like it's the 1980s. Well, like everybody looks like it's the 1980s, but the gender politics are like the 1950s. But it's women who are in charge.
1: Okay, I will have to give that a look. See, yes,
0: yeah, so, like fucking Jerry O'Connell gets a job at a fucking like place as a secretary. And it's like, hey, come on, man, wear something pretty. Like, you got a nice figure. Show it off. And, like, fucking uh, uh, Arturo starts running for local office, being the first man in this world to ever try to, like, run, like, successfully run a campaign in politics. And the fucking crying man, he actually get, he actually, like, somebody just, like, picks him up off the street, takes him home, fucks him, and then says, yeah, cool, see ya. Wow. <laughs> it is dark, and it is great. It is, like surprisingly fantastic and also shockingly relevant for nowadays like you think like oh yeah just just keep watching it's really good
1: yeah I can like I wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment but moving on I shall talk about the old and then the new first Gamera 95
0: Okay.
1: I'm not a fan of Gamera. Okay. I I'm a Godzilla I'm in the Godzilla camp, firmly in the Godzilla camp.
0: Gamera's the term, um, right?
1: And I don't like Gamera because he was made to be friend to children. Okay. Like well, he you, was you, never big on the whole I'm destroying the city grr, grr arg <laughs> thing. Which is what makes giant monster movies fun.
0: So you cut out there, and I don't know if you heard me, I don't know if you answered, but like is the turtle, right? What?
1: yes, Gamera is the turtle. Okay. But like Gamera does one thing right that Godzilla movies often get wrong. And for some reason, Godzilla movies seem to think that we like watching the humans struggle and fail fighting the monster. <laughs> That's not entertaining!
0: Well, okay, I wouldn't say that, because Godzilla Half-Century War exists.
1: Okay, it can be entertaining. It's just not the most commonly entertaining thing.
0: You need to do it right and really interesting.
1: Yeah, but Gamera, he's always fighting another monster. However, you often have to fucking deal with the
0: goddamn children! Well, I mean, he is friend to them. Movies. Exactly. That's the problem.
1: But, no. I thoroughly enjoyed... The, I enjoyed what I saw. Um, I think you
0: just, I think you just in, cut out for an entire sentence. I enjoyed what I saw.
1: Uh, Gamera... Gamera fought... Gauss in this one who is like supposedly his classic enemy or some such I don't really know and the puppets were really really good the puppets and the costumes were really good which I'm always happy to see and it's one of the reasons why I love giant monster
0: movies like these
1: because they usually have something physically there yeah
0: I mean yeah they're obviously fucking destroying minis and shit but like fuck it Toei and their ilk do a very good job making minis.
1: Oh, yeah, they're really good. Um, However, God, did they shit the bed when it came to cross-fusing science and magic. (laughs) And, like, literally every time our characters realize something, I'm saying they're like, I realized that 30 minutes ago. What's
0: wrong with you, dude? Yeah, but, like, keep in mind that, like, for movie characters, especially, like, these seem like B movies? Like especially the Gamera ones?
1: Oh yeah, no. These are these are B movies. But, yeah, like, Some of them are really well acted, but these are B movies.
0: But, yeah, like B movie characters, like their brains clock in at about one half the speed of a regular person.
1: I this is something I have to say for everybody who complained about the uh uh American Godzilla movie, the recent one. Yeah, it was not supposed to be a, an amazing movie because
0: it's a Godzilla film. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> what did you? Th- it was still boring.
1: It was not boring. It was a Godzilla movie. It
0: was really. Boring. It was the
1: right amount of humans for Godzilla. It was like, really. Seriously.
0: It was really boring.
1: It was not boring. You're
0: super, wrong. Super boring.
1: Maybe it was boring to a non Godzilla fan, but for a Godzilla fan, it was exactly what I expected out of an American Godzilla movie. Well, fuck? Let me first. Say it. It's exactly what I wanted out of an American
0: Godzilla movie. The boring movie where it focused on a bunch of assholes and like Godzilla's in it for nine minutes. I watched any Godzilla movie? Yeah, I watched fucking Final Wars.
1: Okay, that was that's the best Godzilla movie. Seriously, yes. Why you got to pick the best one?
0: Because fuck you. What was I going to choose? Son of Godzilla. Godzilla's about- revenge.
1: <laughs> How about Shin Go- G- Gojira? How about any of the other Godzilla movies where it takes three hours for the two monsters to actually face each other?
0: Dude, I just started watching fucking Shin Godzilla, and the monster shows up in, like, 15 minutes. Yeah,
1: Shin- but it's also, like, three days of bureaucracy. I actually have to talk about Shin Godzilla next, so we'll talk about that next.
0: Yeah, like, I don't have a problem with, like, fucking... The politics or some shit or like having like the monsters take a long time to meet each other. I just need fucking something in between there. It is interesting. Godzilla 2014. Nothing interesting happened there.
1: I'm just going to sit here disagreeing with you, but
0: like fucking if anyway. Bryan Cranston was there the whole time, I'd be like, yeah, that movie's actually pretty fucking good. But no, he's there for 20 minutes, dies, and then we have to spend the time with this fucking boring ass kid following him from fucking military company to military company like a fucking hamster. Occasionally cut away to his wife, who is equally boring.
1: Any hoozles, Gamera.
0: (laughs) Yes, friend of children.
1: In this, they try and claim that Gamera was invented by the ancient Atlanteans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's just as dumb as you think.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's amazing! It that is terrible and so, amazing.
1: Yeah. So they they claim he was invented by the ancient Atlanteans using their science, which was so advanced that we have nothing like it. Seriously, people.
0: I'm actually do just you imagining. Really think
1: that the ancient.
0: I'm, I'm now just imagining like like a g- gamer doing like a spin fly thing, but Aquaman standing on his shell just trying to barf. <laughs> It's like, oh God, please stop spinning. Jesus Christ, I want, my, I want my telepathy work on you. God damn it. You're a turtle. <laughs> uh, somebody draw well, that, please. actually, the
1: funny thing is the, the, one of the main characters receives an item that lets her communicate and partially control Gamera. <laughs> so one of the characters Aquaman's Gamera.
0: Somebody please draw Aquaman flailing around in the back of Gamera trying to hold on.
1: Well, she doesn't ride Gamera, sadly, because that would have been too epic.
0: No, I know, but just somebody in the internet, please draw that if it doesn't already exist. I'm, I'm going to double-check if that exists.
1: <laughs> Aquaman, ride. Right? If that is, that's our image. <laughs> if it exists, that's our image for this uh, recording. Um, but no... Our our, our plot follows our to convince other humans that Gamera is the good guy uh, and Gauss (laughs) is the bad guy and the main bad guy tries to make the argument for preserving Gauss because science but claims that Gamera is too dangerous to preserve (laughs) <laughs> oh my god oh that should be our our lead in image uh. but um he tries to claim that like literally his arguments make are complete nonsense for why they should destroy Gamera instead of Gauss because really his argument should be we should preserve both
0: yeah just it's like destroy each of them enough so that they're not a threat anymore and then just like pick over what's left you know science
1: But anyway, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's exactly the, it's a giant monster movie and it's a pretty damn good one. And honestly, given the showing we've gotten from Godzilla in the past few years, it kind of tilted me a little bit in the direction of, uh, Gamera just because <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it's a, If you like giant monster movies, you'll, you'll probably have fun with, um, Gamera 95.
0: You know, it's not as fun to scream Gamera as it is to scream Godzilla. Except you're saying it wrong. I know I'm saying it wrong, but I'm saying it the American way. I know. <laughs> yeah, just, just, like, just, like, just imagine like people just screaming, Ron, he's Gamera! And Ron, he's Gojira! Gojira is just fun. It rolls off the tongue a lot better than Gamera.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I still like Godzilla more, which is why I have to take, talk about Shin Gojira. And why I have to kind of disagree with you about this movie holding my attention.
0: Held my attention.
1: Yeah, well, this one was pretty boring. Keep in mind
0: I only watched like the first 30 minutes of it.
1: I watched the whole thing. It's exciting. But... After all of the boardroom meetings... All of the Prime Minister wincing about literally all of the most boring things that they could have put in a Godzilla movie, they put in a Godzilla movie. Godzilla to learn about Japanese bureaucracy. But I did. <laughs> Also, what the hell, Japan? Why is there not just a caveat in your law stating that if a giant monster attacks, your army can defend you?
0: Because this is a reboot of the franchise and they haven't had any giant monster attacks before.
1: Yes, but it's Japan. Dude, apparently, apparently it's just a thing that they need to fucking have a 16 hour debate. And then three more sessions before they can pass it into law. That they're allowed to attack giant monsters. Well, it, well both it's giant, camera it, and Shingojira have an issue where they're like, "And the SDF has just been given permission to fight on our soil."
0: I don't know, fucking maybe it's military law to not deploy a deploy a fucking military into a civilian neighborhood. Yes,
1: yeah, giant fucking monster. This is one where I'll give America the point. Because fucking Christ. If Godzilla attacked you better believe that without getting ordered to we'd have military forces on our fucking doorsteps like hey yeah uh, we heard there was a giant monster. And honestly mostly we just want to fight it. But uh.
0: I want to shoot a rocket up his butt and mount its head on my wall.
1: Mostly the first one though.
0: I'm going to shotgun this fucking 2-4 of PBR. I'm offended. <laughs> I did a different kind of southern.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm still offended because <laughs> you implied that anyone in America should drink PBR. People oh, it's do so terrible.
0: I know, and I hate it. I didn't. I did I didn't <laughs> fucking choose. I didn't fucking do your brand of choice. I did specifically PBR because I know you don't drink that. Anyway. <laughs> If I had specifically gone out of your way to say, hey, what kind of alcohol do you drink regularly and then say, hey, I'm going to fucking, hey, man, I'm going to fucking shotgun dish fucking, I don't know, whatever the fuck caveman drinks.
1: Yeah, sadly, most of the South doesn't drink what I drink because they think what I tr- what I prefer to drink makes me a pussy. Is it wine? Oh, gods, no. Mike's hard lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> I think that makes you a pussy. And I don't drink. <laughs> I like Lemonade. <laughs> I also drink a lot of rum.
0: Okay, that's better, but just Jesus Christ. I didn't even know Mike Hard Lemonade existed still.
1: Oh, it's delicious. I <coughs>
0: thought that went the way of Four Loco.
1: Oh, God, don't even mention Four Loco to me.
0: <laughs> anyway, what else you got?
1: In Gojira. Um, it, don't get me wrong, it is a good Godzilla movie. But I think it is just as slow, if not slower, than the American Godzilla 2014. And the biggest problem is one that Godzilla movies keep having. Godzilla is best when he's fighting other monsters, not humans. They beat Godzilla with bendy straws. Wait, what? Seriously? Yes. Well, no, but yes. Spoilers for anyone who doesn't want to know, just jump ahead a few minutes. Godzilla is defeated by feeding him, literally feeding him coagulant through tank trucks that have bendy straws that pipe into his mouth. Using bendy straws.
0: That's retarded.
1: Yeah, except it's actually a pretty good plan. Like,
0: Like, no, it isn't.
1: Yeah, it is. They're they um delivery. Like, coagulate, basically, yes. coag- delivery they coagulate his blood so his uh so he can't use his blood as a coolant system anymore, and either he has to shut down his nuclear reactor or explode.
0: Yeah, like that's fine. But yeah, so we have this fucking like hundred foot tall giant lizard that breathes fucking radiation. What we're gonna do is we're gonna drive a bunch of trucks next to him and then put straws near his mouth and hope he swallows. They make him super
1: tired so that, like, he has to take a nap before they do it, so... Oh my god, Godzilla got taken out like a bitch! Yeah. It looks cool, though. He's a giant
0: Godzilla statue at the end. What is it with all these fucking series introducing, like, these fucking, like, well-known boss-ass people or fucking characters into it, and then have them taken down like fucking punks? Fucking Sigourney Weaver, that happened to her! Just, oh yeah, I'm fucking awesome, amazing as shit. Whoops, I got stabbed. I'm dead now. Fuck. And yes, I am putting Sigourney Weaver on the same level as Godzilla. Fight me.
1: I'm not opposed to it.
0: Ugh. Anyway. What else you got, Gay Man? Um.
1: That is everything I've watched. That I, you know, made notes of.
0: All right then, it's going to be a short show this week then. So, double for watching then, on to news. So, at the Toronto International Film Festival this past week, Liam Neeson announced that he is retiring from action films and thrillers. Okay. Yeah, uh, he said that... uh, He did good. Yeah, he said that um, apparently his fucking string of being in all his movies was all by pure accident. With him adding, quote, they're still throwing serious money at me to do do that stuff. I'm like, guys, I'm 60 fucking five. <laughs> Audiences are eventually going to go, come response. on. That is the right
1: response. <laughs> but you know the worst thing? Hmm. I know some of my friends are going to be so mad about that. <laughs> Like no, one of my guy friends has a major hard on for liam Neeson and he's just like he's just he's gonna be
0: so unhappy no I mean like Lee, he's Lee just Neeson. gonna be like no Liam Neeson is a solid actor. just put him in drama shit
1: he's a he's an amazing fucking actor, yeah, but he's sixty
0: fucking five yeah, he can't do a dark man reboot right now
1: he's at the point where he's gonna risk breaking his hip.
0: Ah, Jesus Christ.
1: He is quite literally at the point we're doing an action scene. He might actually have to stop and say, hold on a minute. Hold on. My hips bothering me.
0: It's like, all right. uh, Hey guys. uh, So I need to climb that fence, right? Uh, So, all right. So how many cameras do we have and how many cuts am I going to need? Like you ever see that?
1: uh, Like, does he do his own stunts too?
0: No. Okay, good. Uh, did, you, did, you ever see the, did you ever see, like, the uh, John Wick Honest trailer? No, I haven't. There is a point in there where they make a joke about fucking Liam Neeson trying to jump a fence, and it shows a scene from him from Taken, and it is, like, fucking 15 cuts for him to c- climb a fence.
1: Okay, wow. In
0: the course of, like, five seconds. It is Insane. anyway.
1: Yeah, no, I approve of him deciding to retire from action films. <laughs> like he did his part. <laughs> yep. He made some of the greatest action movies of our time. You done good, pig.
0: Yep. So, moving on to next nice piece of news. Uh it has been officially confirmed uh by Variety at least. Uh actually by actually by a bunch of places, but I'm just reading this from Variety. Uh Patty Jenkins has closed a deal to direct Wonder Woman 2.
1: Oh, thank the gods! Yes,
0: yeah. So uh, it was reported a while back, also by Variety, that um, Jenkins is working on a script for the sequel with Jeff Johns, and it was kind of, it was like, and it was a bit up in the air about whether or not she'd actually come back to direct. But now, yes, now it is officially back. She is officially confirmed, and also, she is currently the highest-paid female director of all time because of this.
1: Hopefully, the pay grade will get a little bit more even.
0: Yes, while no official numbers have been released or anything, um, sources are saying that she's being paid $8 million to write, direct, and produce, as well as getting a fairly substantial back-end of box office money. Good. Seriously, good. Yeah, yeah. So, good on you. Let's hope Wonder Woman 2 is still good. Yeah, Wonder Woman 2 uh, is set for release uh, December 13th in 2019. Yeah, uh, moving on. Uh, we got our first look at, at David Harbour in the upcoming Hellboy reboot. Yeah, David Harbour, uh, some of you may know as the sheriff from Stranger Things, uh, he was cast to take on the role of Hellboy, and the official Hellboy Twitter account has released the first official image of him fully made up.
1: Well, he looks damn good.
0: Oh, yeah, like... After the after those first two Ron Perlman ones, they kind of got the they kind of got like the science of making somebody look like Hellboy down to an actual science. Also coming with the Hellboy news is the announcement that Daniel Day Kim uh, has uh, started negotiations to play Major Ben Daimio in the upcoming Hellboy movie. That's good news. Yeah. So for those who don't know, a while back, and by that I mean like a couple of weeks to maybe a month. Uh, Ed Screen, uh, who some of you, who most of you saw as Francis in Deadpool, was cast as Daimyo, an Asian American character, and that led to the usual rabble rousing about whitewashing. Uh, Screen heard this and actually willingly stepped down from the role in order to have somebody of like proper heritage play the character. He released a whole big statement at the time, saying that just, saying that just the decision of this was his own, and the producers agree with him. And that just he wanted proper representation for Asian people in fucking major motion pictures. So he stepped down, and then the – and, like, things started whirling around like the rumor mill of, oh, yeah, Daniel Day Kim is going to be involved in this. And now he officially confirmed this to THR uh, this past week. And, yeah, he's major Ben Daimyo then. So, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Daniel Day Kim's a solid actor. Movie can still be shit, but who fucking knows? Oh
1: yeah, but movies can always be shit.
0: Yeah, it is. Speaking of potentially shit. Uh <laughs> J. J. Abrams uh has has uh replaced Colin Trevorrow as the director of the of episode nine of Star Wars.
1: Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, And yes, I'm saying with that voice for a reason.
0: Yeah, so Colin Trevorrow, uh, who directed some stuff, including the very recent and very insane The Book of Henry. A movie that someday soon, Bernie and I are going to do a Let's Watch of. Because we kind of have to.
1: I don't even know what The Book of Henry is about. Oh, buddy.
0: It is insane. Like, I'll give you like clip okay. notes, I'll give you like clip notes of it. Like so there's an 11-year-old kid named Henry. He is a fucking genius. He is fucking awesome about everything and everything. Uh then one day he gets horrible cancer and dies. Wow. The book of Henry is then a journal thing left to left uh, from Henry to his mom uh, that detailed instructions to Murder the murder the police chief and then adopt his uh, daughter who's who he's been abusing for years. What? That that is that is the movie. That is the movie. It's what's the end goal? The end goal is to get this fucking kid who's being abused by her dad away from her dad. That's it. Yeah, like, like her dad is her dad is the local police commissioner and so anytime fucking social services or the cops are called, he just like, yeah, sorry, fucking misunderstanding. Go back do whatever you do. I'm here. I'm the head of all police. It is It's a thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, a thing that's the best description I could think of.
0: Yeah. So, O had left the uh, project earlier this month. I guess earlier in, yeah, this month. And then J.J. fucking stepped up and was like, hey, yeah, I did that first one. Let me do another one. I like money. So, yeah, he will be uh, writing and directing the movie, uh, which has been shifted uh, to a December 20th, 2019 release date. It was originally said. Originally, to okay. the open of May of that year. Okay.
1: Christmas. That's when I seem to have the most uh, free time. Yeah. Not money, but free
0: time. <laughs> yeah, it's also slow, quick. Very like regularly becoming Star Wars season. Anywho, final piece of news. Uh, we have again just fucking casting update after casting update for the upcoming Hulu lock and key TV series. And we just got another one. So, uh, Nate Cordry, from Mom and Harry's Law and the brother of Rob Cordry, has been cast as Duncan Locke, uh, the uncle of the family. And the guy who is the furthest outside but the most involved in the other and all the fucking bullshit going on with the Magic Keys. He joins the cast of currently uh, Francis O'Connor. As uh, the mom, Nina, uh, Megan Carpenter uh, as Kinsey, and Jackson Robert Scott as Bode. So far, they've yet to cast uh, Tyler Rufus or Dodge, who are all kind of central characters. <laughs> but yeah, I guess we'll be seeing going forward with, with, with what the fuck comes of this. Uh, the series is being adapted by uh, it director Andy Mucchietti. I keep pronouncing Ooh. that name. I keep that name wrong over and over again. I've heard it was terrible. I've heard it was amazing. It's also fucking breaking box office records all fucking left and right.
1: Well, my source must have been wrong.
0: Yeah. Uh so for those who don't know, Lock and Key is a comic book series from Joe Hill, the son of Stephen King, and Gabriel Rodriguez. And it's about this uh, family, the Locke family, moving into their ancestral home after their dad gets murdered and finding out there's a bunch of magic fucking keys inside. And it is one of my favorite comic books ever written. So I will be shitting on that series as soon as it comes out, no matter how good it is.
1: (laughs) I will probably have at least a passing appreciation of it.
0: It'll be, it'll, just, it'll be just like that new Runaway series that they announced that is kind of already fucked up out out of the gate because everybody's of not creepy to fuck age. Because, of course, they are.
1: Well, of course, how is the CW supposed to make money if they can't have all of their characters fuckable?
0: It's the Hulu series.
1: Oh, sorry. Hulu. Yeah,
0: they Runaway's, need all of their characters to be fuckable. Yeah, Runaways is on. Marvel, dude.
1: I forgot, okay?
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah, I... Ugh. This new series just looks so fucking terrible. Fucking Runaways. My favorite fucking superhero team, and they keep getting shit on. You just gotta wait for that new fucking book to come out to see if that's any good. See if I can actually have hope again. But Yeah. So, other for news, uh, new releases for this week um, coming out to this Friday of, sep- of sep- sep- September 15th. We have American Assassin, the new movie with Michael Keaton, and that kid what was in Maze Runner. The Maze Runner guy's a super murderer now. So we also well, have, hopefully
1: he'll be killing it on screen.
0: I will fight you. Uh, and then we also have coming up this uh, week, Mother. New horror film from Darren Aronofsky.
1: Whenever I hear that title, I just start thinking of Mr. T singing uh, his song about mothers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't ask. Oh, shit. Awesome. Yes. And then next week we have Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Oh, yes. Yeah, bitch. Uh, I can't wait to see that when it eventually comes out on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever because I can't afford to fucking go see it in theaters.
1: I can't wait to see it when it when it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray because I can't afford to go see it in theaters.
0: And then that's basically Never get it.
1: married, people. It bankrupts you.
0: That's basically it for next week. Unless you unless you really want to talk about the fucking garbage pale kids movie,
1: they're making another one.
0: It is a documentary about the garbage pale kids, not a new garbage pale kids film.
1: That's slightly better.
0: It's called Thirty Years of Garbage: The Garbage Pale Kids Story.
1: No, no interest.
0: All right, then, awesome. Uh, let that's going over for this week, I guess. Yeah, really, really short this week.
1: Fuck. Hey, that wasn't my fault.
0: (laughs) kind of was. What? I talked about things. I talked about two shows for 40 minutes. You talked about five shows in 20. That's how I review.
1: You know that.
0: Oh, we need a third person. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Anyway, thank you all for joining us. We'll be back two weeks' time with an episode of the VestralProds.com Movies Television Podcast. Everything now and then, we got shit coming out. I don't know. Then I'm dead. And I'm
1: Caveman. We'll see you guys next time. You can listen to this on your commute.